tell you another story that's kind of lengthy, but bear with me because it's really interesting. My first encounter with Casey Stingle, it was uh, at spring training in St. Petersburg, Florida, and he, the manager's office had a, a, you know, a small cubicle that they dressed in, and the rest of the players were in the clubhouse proper. He came out of his cubicle, and he looked like a Norman Rockwell figure. I mean, his hat was cocked, his hair was off to one side, his shirt tail was out, one pant leg was up and the other one was down, and he came into the clubhouse proper. I I don't even know that he introduced himself. I think he just came out and started talking. You're my team, and I know why all of you are here. In Stingalese, he's talking. He said, I just want to tell you a few things. And he said, first off, he says, I'm glad to have all of you on my team. Uh, some of you guys are veterans that uh, they had younger players to replace you, and they made you available, and I'm glad to have you. And now he's talking to, you know, Frank Thomas and Richie Ashburn and Gus Bell and Don Zimmer and Philly Mantilla and Charlie Neal and Gil Hodges and me. Now that's that's eight out of forty. But anyway, he says, and you young guys, you're here because uh, uh, they had to make so many players available and you're a lot of you are real good prospects and I'm glad to have you and he said I just want to tell you a couple things he said first off he said he says when we're playing during the year I want all of you to look at the box scores in the newspaper of the teams that are coming in first and second Oftentimes, and he's talking in, in Stingalese now. He's not talking as plain as I am. He's oftentimes he's seventh or eighth hitter might be the hot hitter, not necessarily the third, fourth, or fifth hitter. But by looking at the box scores, you can pretty well determine who their hot hitters are. And I want you to know that before the series starts. And it made a lot of sense. And he said... And also, you know, from time to time, players have injuries. Well, I want you to know, I want you to see the trainers and doctors on your time, not my time. <laughs> Batting practice starts at a certain time. I expect you to be there. And that made sense. And he said, and then follow me. Now, you got to visualize this, Mark. Here's 40 guys. Many who have been in the big leagues so long. I had been in the major leagues 12 years. I ended up 14. But at any rate, he said, follow me. Now picture 40 guys leaving, and the clubhouse was down the right field line. So you had to exit the clubhouse. 
and 40 guys and the managers and coaches all walking down to the dugout following Stingle. And he said, when you get here, he said, I don't want you chatting about what you did yesterday. I want you to watch the other team in batting practice and infield practice so you might find out that someone's limping or not throwing well or hurting. I want you to know that before the game starts. That makes sense. And he said, from here, we go to the on-deck circle. And he took the whole group from the dugout to the on-deck circle. And he said, when you're here, I want you to review all of the, the signs that the third base coach could be giving you. Now, a lot of us started doing that when we were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> But at any rate, after going through that, he says, and follow me, and he took us to home plate. And he says, when you get here, he says, when you look down at third base for your sign, you won't be surprised when you get it because you just reviewed it in the on-deck circle. So, okay, and then he says, follow me. And he took us all to first base. I played... Let's see, you have Cincinnati, Chicago, uh, St. Louis, New York, or San Francisco. I played for five other major league teams, and I've never had a manager, coach, or anybody go through what he's going through. He says, when you get to first base, he says, not only should you know how many outs there are, but you got to know... The outfielders, whether they're right-handed or left-handed, if a ball's hit down the right field line and it's a right-hander, when he gets to the ball, he's going to turn all the way around before he makes his throw to second. That might be the difference between you getting being safe or being out. He says you should know that ahead of time. And if it's a left-hander, you know, he went... And then he says, follow me. And we went to second base. And at second base, he gave us some advice. And then he says, follow me. And we went to third base, and he gave us some advice. And he says, because you saw these guys throw in warm-ups, you know who has a strong arm and who doesn't. Don't depend on the third base coach to give you all your information. You should know that yourself. So at any rate, went through that. And he says, and from here, you go home and you score, 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 score. And that's how we're going to win. <laughs> well, he also covered the pitcher's mound. <laughs> wow. And he's, when you get to the pitcher's mound... He said, you pitchers, if you have the bases loaded and nobody out, and you have a right-hand hitter up and you're a left-hand pitcher, I want you to throw the first pitch on the inside corner, belt high, and it's going to look so good to the hitter that he's going to pop it up in foul territory and the third baseman's going to catch it. One out. He said, and the next time, next hitter, he says, I want you to throw a 
cutter is rolling outside, and he said, it's going to hit a ground ball to shortstop to second to first base double play. You win the game. You win the game. And and all, keep in mind, all of this is in Stingalese, and if you catch half of it, you might be doing better than anybody else. So when Gil Hodges managed the Washington Senators, and I was traded from Baltimore to uh, Washington. I was catching a game that Claude Osteen was pitching against the Yankees. He had the Yankees one nothing. He was leading. And Gills, he's got the bases loaded and nobody out. And Gills coming out to the pitching mound, and when he goes to the pitcher's mount he's got both hands in his two back pockets and I know what he's thinking he's thinking do I take my best pitcher out and bring someone in that may not be as good as Claude or and I interrupted him right then and I said Gil Remember when Casey took us around the bases and he told pitchers that bases loaded and nobody out, what to do? And he kind of looked at me with a frown on his face and he says, tell me. And I said what I just mentioned, that if it's a right-hand hitter, first pitch, bust it in on the inside corner, belt high, and he'll pop it out pop it up to the third baseman and then throw it low and away on the next hitter and go ahead and that hitter incidentally was uh, Moose Gowron he said and the hitter will hit a ground ball to shortstop to second to first <laughs> double play game's over and you win and he looked at Claude and he said Claude go get him he did exactly that. He popped up. He popped up the first hitter to Zimmer, who was playing third base for us, in the coach's box. And then when Scourin came up, he threw it low and away, and he hit a ground ball to short to second to first for a double play, and we win the game. Well, you can imagine. Claude Osteen thought that I was a genius for bringing that up and Gil <laughs> after the game he said boy you got a great memory <laughs> <laughs>